Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coach uh, Kelly's here. Let me give him this proper introduction. I have no idea what Christian did with this, Coach. So if you don't like it, you can take it up with him. I'm sure it's great. But uh, we do want to thank Bowen Hefley Orthopedics, regardless of how stellar this is. But Christian's the man when it comes to opens. I mean, he made an offensive lineman's open sound amazing. So Those guys are doctoring on me right now, so I'm glad to respond. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine <laughs> state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Bowen Hefley. I don't know about I, I like it. It sounds like I'm going into a mob scene. It yeah. is. Which That's, we love. Well, listen, a lot of people felt like, I don't know if you've ever seen Goodfellas, but you remember at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie when Tommy walks in the room and he's like, oh, no, and they blow his brains out? Yeah. That's how most people felt when they came over to play you guys. So, <laughs> you know, they I knew, hope so. they knew what they so. were about to get. So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Just like with uh, Alabama over the years, there were teams that you had beaten before they ever stepped on the field with you guys. Yeah, and but, uh, you know, I think teams miss out on that. When you, when you, and I'm talking at every level, every sport. There's guys that are beat and teams that are beat when you walk out and play. You know, if you walk out and play tennis against Djokovic, half the guys know they can't win. Right. So they changed their game completely instead of playing their game. And and we wanted. That's why we wanted to win in the off season and seven on seven and everything. We talked about that team camps. We wanted to win it all so everybody would know when you play them, you're going to get beat. So all they would wait for was that first shooter drop, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. you get down seven nothing, like oh my gosh, here we go. And that's what happens. Yeah. And I think the other coaches bought into it. They played the game differently. You know, we'd look and a team hadn't gone for it on fourth down all year against us. They never punted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you changing your game if that's the best way to play? Play it that way. But, yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's interesting. I think if Nick Saban ever retired, and, of course, he just signed a contract that's going to have him coach until he's 78. But when he retires, if he retires, and David welcomes him to the, to the touchdown club, even if Arkansas never beats him, I think people will respect him and appreciate him and go up and, uh, you know, be – Honored to meet him and hang out with him. Uh, you are probably getting a little different reception around as well now that you're not coaching, I'm guessing. In fact, you got a very uh, good example of that last week. Yeah, I, you know, it was pretty cool. I, I, I'm training some kids around town and, and a couple kids at Little Rock Christian, which I thought I'd never say two years ago. And <laughs> and uh, But uh, they asked me to come watch them play in the scrimmage game. I went over there and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, do I need to wear a helmet and shoulder pads so <laughs> I don't get beat on or something. But, man, everybody was so nice. They came up and, and they kept saying, hey, I'm glad you're here as long as you're not coaching at PA. Glad you're here as long as you're coaching. Super reception, super people, you know, and you know they are. Take away the rivalry from anybody, and a lot of times there's great people around. But, but it was cool, and I got a chance to watch a great football game from another perspective. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, what would I do here for Benton and for Little Rock Christian? But overall, it was awesome just to stand back there and not have to pressure and yell at the refs and yell at the kids and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're obviously not missing it enough to go back to it yet. Because you could be coaching in just, in, I'm sure, in a lot of places yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I've learned that I'm enjoying life now. Now I'm doing about five different things and enjoying that. I'm getting some time. You know, when you're coaching, Joe can tell you, you know, coach, you, you might coach 16, 18 hours a day. When I was in college, I was doing that. In high school, you know, probably 14 on average or 15 a day. And then and then that New England guy was like 18 hours a day. And then come back here, and, and you're working like nine hours a day, and I feel like I've got like, like what am I going to do with the rest of my time today? Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. So I spend more time with the kids and the family and reading and 
researching and do, get to take on cool things like this. So yeah. it's, it's been fun. We talked to Coach Conk about this earlier in the week, but from your perspective as a high school coach or a college coach or a guy that was obviously helping prepare an NFL team, 10 days to go, What's what are the priorities right now? You know, Joe said it right well ago. It, 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 coaches have to muddle through sure. mentally because mm. most coaches, and, and the, the, the Razorbacks are throwing me for a loop too, if the offense has a good day, the coaches are sitting there going, God, our defense sucks. If the defense anybody. has a great day, they're like, what are we going to do on offense? You know, that's what I think most really successful good programs do. Now, maybe if you're on the up-and-coming like the Razorbacks, you're looking for positives. And so maybe you can walk out of there like that. I never did, and Joe said he never did. I always looked and saw what was bad that we had to fix. So I say this to say, you know, what you've got to do, it's too late to fix the major things right now. So you need to fix some of the minor things. And I know people say, well, you better fix the major things. To me, if there's some big hole and you know you've got a hole at left guard, you work on the guy, but you better work on race to hide that spot. Mm-hmm. And the same thing on defense and those kinds of things. If you've got a corner that's bad, you better come up with a you better come up with your scheme that's gonna hide him a little bit. Does the extra time give you a chance to keep up with former players and check in on them, watch them? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying that part too. Now I've got you know, I've had so many kids that have gone out and played D three up to D one and and I love following what they've done and stuff, and even ones that have it. You know, right now I'm, I've become friends with a guy that was working in the White House that played for me, and now he's on Sarah Huckabee's campaign. And I just enjoy following him. But I am enjoying keeping up with him. I can't wait to watch. Y'all mentioned Joe Hyman a while ago. I can't wait to watch him play. And I get to sit and watch a lot of football, and I love the game. So I'm jacked about it. How much did you work and uh, do you reach a point where you felt like there were diminishing returns as a preparation from a preparation standpoint? You know, I, there, this sounds dumb, but I, I love to read about successful people. A lady that started a PayPal, or actually took over PayPal when it was struggling a little bit early on, she learned how to mix her career and her daily life, and which means, you know, you're at work and you'll bring the kids up and have breaks, or you're at home and you're taking phone calls whenever it is, because sometimes they're important and they're late at night or whatever. I learned to do that, and, 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 and I don't think I ever felt the diminishing returns. I, I think that you can sometimes... When you realize and you spend time on a problem or something with your team and you can't figure it out, and sometimes you can't figure out what you've got to make a decision, then make the decision and move on because after a while it becomes so stress-related and, you know, it affects your body and the way you think and the way you feel. Those are going to be the diminishing returns. And, and I learned a long time ago not to focus on those things in life and in football and, and just be happier because in the end, if you're happier, you're doing a better job and the people around you probably are too. You got your Cowboys shirt on today. How you feeling about this year? It's a suck up move, Kevin. Just suck up move to who? To him. Wes Moore. Nobody else around here likes it. Why can he wear that? I, I He's not a Chiefs fan. fan. Where's your Chiefs shirt? I'll get you one. Chiefs? Yeah. I, I got bad America's news. America's I got bad news for you, Joe. They're going to struggle a little bit this year. No. That's all I'm going to say. Compared, they're not even going to win their own division. Please. They're not going to win their division. Who's going to beat them? Chargers. Oh, okay. That's, Denver. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson really looked sharp last year. <laughs> Russell Wilson had no team. He had one receiver Guess and no one. Worst O line in the league. My dude's got a O line and a team around him. Well, except for they lost their and deep threat. And he's the dude. They lost their deep threat, Joe. Yeah, and got, everything revolved dudes. around running those safeties off and throwing underneath. Speaking of covering. Cowboys, Dak Prescott, big year. I'm looking Think so? Like big year for Dak Prescott. Speaking, big year. Speaking of big holes, <laughs> I, I saw this story this morning and it made me laugh. I literally laughed out loud reading this at the gym this morning in between sets. The Seattle Seahawks quarterback battle between Geno Smith and Drew Locke might not be decided anytime soon. Ever. Pray, pray for Pete Carroll. That's all I can say. Pray for Pete Carroll, everybody. 
I feel, you know, be... I got in a talk with, I'm, I'm doing some writing for Warren Sharp, who's, who's got a big analytics site. It does some stuff and, and, and consults with four NFL teams and, and different stuff. And, and he and I got in a little argument over that last night. And he's like, why would Pete Carroll even talk about this and do this? Kind of, I mean, he's got to sell something to his team. Right. I mean, now the bad thing is, and, and I told him this, and I actually tweet, tweeted, we got into a little tweet thing. On, but I don't know how you're the Seahawks. You know with those two quarterbacks you can't win. You're not even going to win your division. Forget the conference or the Super Bowl or make the playoffs. You're not going to win your division. He's got to try to sell it, and he's doing it. He knows they suck. He knows he can't win with those quarterbacks. He's not a dummy. But – What's he gonna do? Say, God, our quarterbacks suck. So he he now I wouldn't have gone. We've got two number one quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, you have zero number one quarterbacks and, right. and probably zero number two quarterbacks. To be honest with you, I wouldn't want those guys to be on my back. If you have two number ones, you've got a really good number two. <laughs> I don't even think they have a really good number two. Well, this, both these guys when they play are gonna remind you of number two. I think. But Pete's so positive. Y'all have seen him. The guy's yeah, the yeah. ultimate positive guy. I, yeah. I've hung out with him several times. He likes to drink wine, doesn't he? I think he before he did that. He well, I think he's probably drinking a lot of wine right now. A little. <laughs> Got so, it in its Gatorade squirt. Well, again, you're also going from one of the greats to this. I mean, it's not like you had a, an okay quarterback. I mean, Russell's obviously a great quarterback and should have multiple Super Bowls to his credit, but, you know, the fourth and anyways, – Well, their offensive play caller was terrible. But, yeah. I mean, anyway. So uh, what, how much of an impact do you think Russell will have in, in Humongous. In Absolutely huge. They I instantly become a Super Bowl player? I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Matter of fact, if you said you had to put one money at Oakland on a on a on a dark horse team, Denver would be my team because they're the best odds for what I think has the best chance. Okay, I like uh, that. He changed it. They're always good defense. Always, always. Yeah. They got two really good running backs that can catch yeah. a run out of the backfield. No, it fits his profile. Yeah, and they've got three really good receivers. One of them got hurt, but they've got three, and he's going to make them all better. They were they were all unsung heroes because they spread the ball around in Denver. He's going to change their team, and I, and I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. Always have been when John Elway was there, and I hate to say it even before when, you know, back when Dan Reeves was coaching and some some of those things. But but Russell Wilson, I'm, I I love Russell Wilson. I think I think he's one of the top three four quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, who else? Well, Tom Brady. Okay, do I need to do I need to say that? No, that's obvious. I have to throw Aaron Rodgers in, but he is so overrated. One Super Bowl with all that talent. It, quarterback just isn't about playing quarterback. Quarterback's about making everybody else around you and finding a way to push your team to winning, like a Michael Jordan or a whatever. And 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 uh, and Rodgers has not done that. You know, he can have people say, "Well, he, he is the most talented player to ever play." He that strikes position. me as a guy that teammates don't embrace him because he's 100%. he's a, he's aloof. He's a little standoffish. He doesn't, you know, he kind of he's not a guy that galvanizes your team. 100%. And that's the difference. I've seen Brady personally for, you know, five, six, seven years in New England, and I watch, and they all love him. You know, and they, they're making a big deal about he's not at Tampa. You know, he's missed out in the last whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, number one, those, glad, those guys are glad he's quarterback. And number two, they know this for sure. 51 weeks out of the year, that guy was working, getting ready for, you know, getting ready for the games and getting ready for the in the offseason and that kind of stuff. So you tend to get – and he embraces them when he's there. He's not going off as soon as practice over on his own way. He's hanging out and doing those things. Except for the last couple of weeks. you have any idea where he's been? He said he was not doing the mass Singer. <laughs> we don't know where he's been. He's been missing <laughs> no, in action. I guarantee you. He was working out, doing footwork drills, throwing balls, and drinking green stuff. Is that the most <laughs> underrated part of a quarterback? Footwork? Yeah. Oh, no question about it. No question. It's Carson Wentz's whole problem. The guy they've got a bad they've got a good quarterback and I don't know why nobody's fixing the guy's feet for three years, but yeah no no question at all. Can some of that be 
pushback from the quarterback? Like, I mean, it's yeah, other things. Yeah. I mean, because it sounds to me like footwork is like footwork and shooting. If you're lined up wrong, if your elbows, you know, if you're, it's obvious. I mean, your ball's going left and right, and it's not going straight. Then, it's, you know, it's your footwork or, your, or whatever. And he, you would think that, you know, you I think mean, that's what's wrong with my golf you, game, I, Joe. I think it's bad footwork. <laughs> No, Honestly, we, maybe. We only got an hour and a half left, so we can't get into that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, would, would there be pushback on things that are that obvious? Because yeah, you usually know. with shooting a basketball, it's so obvious that it's like once you have them do it a couple times, it's okay. Like with a guy like Carson Wentz, you would think it would be the same with throwing a football. You know, people worry so much about arm mechanics at quarterback. It's all everybody thinks about arm talent, arm this, arm that. But the direction of the ball goes where the front foot goes. When you take a little six-inch uh, lead step, the ball's going to go that – because if you weigh 200 pounds, the ball weighs a pound, and you get your momentum going a direction, it's going to go that way. If you step outside or inside your target, your your body has to remember at what point to throw it to get it online then. Instead of stepping and it goes where you're stepping. Yeah, online, like basketball shooting. Long or short is fixable. Yeah. Left, yeah. left and right. Good luck. Well, you know, you can, but like you say, a guy gets in a habit. And, and what do they revert to? What does everybody revert to when you get in stressful mm-hmm. situations? Your old habits. Yeah. So you work on fix it, fix it, fix it. You get in a panic situation or a tough situation. That's just about anything in life. And then you end up reverting back to your old habits, and then you're out of it again. And, that, and that's what the problem is with a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. There's 100 guys that can try out for an NFL team, and on air with nobody around, they look like they're the next Tom Brady or the next Aaron Rodgers. But can you do that with five guys well, trying heat, to kill you? And you got a window this big, and you can't see where all the D-backs are moving. You're having to step right and left between to see between the lanes of the linemen and then do that, you know? And that's why it's the hardest profession on planet Earth is being a great quarterback because, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I love the surgeons I know, but there's 10,000 guys I'd trust to do brain surgery on me in the world and 10,000 guys that could do heart surgery. There's only about eight or nine quarterbacks in the NFL this year that have any chance to lead their team to the Super Bowl win. That's a good way to put it. Uh, let's start college. How about KJ and your what you saw from him and what you think he'll be better at this year? Uh, number one, I think he'll be a little bit better about waiting, picking his times to run the ball. And picking his, I hope he learns to pick his times on the deep ball a little bit. Because last year we were we were all spoiled with Traylon Burks. He could throw it up, and Burks <laughs> is one of those few guys. And I say to you, everybody thinks, well, everybody's got a guy that can use their body and make a play. Not like that. And he bailed him out of some tough spots, and he could run, and he could get open. He could do all those things. I'm a, I think K.J. will pick his spots better on running the football. And I think he will have more yards per attempt on his runs. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that he picks better spots to throw it up. Or maybe we've got a guy that will emerge that we can throw it up to as a you know for the Razorbacks. But, but I hope he didn't get duped into a false sense of security that I can throw it up when mm-hmm. I get in a panic situation or in trouble, or it's one on one and I can throw it up. If we don't have a guy that can be you know go up and get it over that other guy, that's tough to do. What's your feeling on Arkansas's potential this year? What's their ceiling? Their ceiling is, I mean. Potentially, you know, maybe two games losing, losing two games. That's I think that's probably the ceiling because without the consistency and with the SEC and the lineup, I mean, Bama can lose one game easily. Georgia can lose a game easily. I mean, I think Arkansas can lose two games easily. And and I think the top is, you know, maybe maybe lose two games. Um, I think the bottom, I, I hate to say this, without Traylon Burks, we'll see how quickly K.J. adjusts, how quickly the offensive staff adjusts, People didn't understand when Traylon Burks was on the field, 
they took a guy away from the other side of the field and the run game and opened up that run. Well, we had three or four guys that ran for 500 yards mm-hmm. last year. For you four. know, and that safety having to play over Traylon Burks, that's a whole man that we didn't have to contend with from the offensive side of the ball in their defense. And that guy's not there until one emerges where somebody has to do that. It changes the whole offensive perspective of the game. I think coaches miss out on that. They tend to do what we do well. Well, yeah, it's easy to do well when you're playing against 10 guys. It's a little harder to do when you're playing against a full 11. And and I, I think that's, to me, that's going to make the difference in the season. If you go, what is one key? Offensive line, solid. We're solid. we got some good returning star defensively. we got some anchors, Catalan and bumper pull. But how are we going to adjust to life without Traylon? Because he changed the way defense has played us. When does a team change? How do you make them change? Well, I know how you make them change, but at what point is it a defensive coordinator is going to go, all right, we got to go, what do they have to prove? You mean from defensive standpoint? Offensively. Oh, without uh, uh, offensively, we've got to prove that we will spread the ball around and that – uh, that we're not afraid to still throw the football down the field, because if we just go, hey, we got to let these young receivers get into their get into themselves and grow into their thing, people are going to stack the box on us and we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So we've got to come out early, and there's going to be some growing pains. Hopefully, growing pains where we can still win that game. But we've got to distribute the ball to different receivers and spread the linebackers out where they just can't come downhill on runs because we think our running game is going to be decent. But you've got to be able to throw the ball to be able to run the ball. In the SEC, for sure you do. And I think we're going to have to go out and prove that and throw some short passes and have those guys get open and hopefully they can make some runs after catches, not running stationary routes, but running digs and ends and slants. We can catch and run and make a few plays when we don't necessarily know you're going to make them and open up that run game. Because if we go slow because the receivers are young, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble early. Is it important to find that number one guy just for the defense, to prove it to the defense that you have that guy? I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Traylon Burks, but do you almost have to force feed and find that number one guy to make the other team afraid of him? You hope it naturally emerges, but if it doesn't, I think you definitely put one guy in a situation where the defense has, has a focus on that guy because then that opens up so many things offensively for mm-hmm. you. So, yeah, I think if you don't have that guy, it's not bad to force feed that guy in high percentage situations where they think enough about him where they'll at least cheat a linebacker out on him, where you can run to that side or, right. or, or a safety over the top where you can throw to the other side or run to that side. Kevin Kelly joining us in studio here. Joe Klein's here, the Wizard, Westmore, Justin Acri. Uh, Kevin's segment's brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. You've had some pretty good tight ends over the years, and one of them is uh, on the hill now, and Trey Knox has emerged as a, a threat. I mean, last year he and K.J., even though he was still new to the position, started building some rapport. How much does that help a quarterback and – what, uh, what do you think that brings to the offense? Well, I never used a tight end. It's funny that we've had a lot of good tight ends come out of PA. But, but I think what helped them was playing out in space. And now college game, tight ends play out in space in the NFL game a lot more. So it's helped them in that respect. But, but when you've got a big guy that does know how to work open spots. And Trey Knox, I think, you know, and, I, and I'm pulling for Hudson Henry. Don't get me wrong. I think he can be a big help. But Trey Knox, with his experience at receiver, they have to play in space a little bit more and learn how to work zones and work away from people and give the quarterbacks a target low and away or high and away if a defender's on their back, I think that's going to help a ton in his development and what he's doing. I mean, that's why he all of a sudden looks like an instant possibility for us. And uh, and then he's probably got a little more speed than your average tight end because, mm-hmm. of, because of where he was and what he was doing and that kind of stuff. And I'll bet you – 
he's able to make yards after catch better than most tight ends in the country right now because he's used to having to do that. So I, I think he's a big, big, big cog in what might be a successful early part of the year where we're, where we're getting those receivers. You know, it just depends how they scheme the games up. We asked, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was, uh, which team in the top ten you think will not be there and which team outside the top ten you'd like to be there at the end. Any teams you got your eye on outside of the kind of the obvious ones? Can I say Texas State because Lane Hatcher's there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did earn the starting nod, which is great. He so did, congrats he to did. Lane. And I, and I watch all their practices and stuff and, and, and just try to critique a little bit to Lane and stuff. But but uh, they they got to – you know, with the transfer portal, if you can get the right guy and run through those conferences, all of a sudden you can be a Boise State for a year or two. And I'm hoping they're able to do that, you know, uh, and – and uh, uh, I mean, West might actually go to his alma mater's game now. He's never been to a football game at Texas State before. <laughs> Even when he was, there. you got to hop on and go I've with us. Yeah, never been. I've never been to a football game in San Marcos. Really? Do you have a Texas State? State I have. I've been to several there. I don't. Do games. you have like a T-shirt? Right, right. No, a cool there's place. a one of our listeners actually gave me a like a street sign that says Bobcats, and I've got that hanging in my new office at the TV station. You know why he never made it? Because the bar was open. <laughs> I don't, I'm not buying that. It's true. Never I'm not went, buying it. No, I, I went to more A and M games, Longhorn games when I was at, at South at Texas well, State. Those are exciting. I mean, yeah, Texas they were. State. Let's be they honest, hadn't been back super then. exciting. No. I think last year they were four and eight, but but I do see a team that can emerge like that, and that's my bias and my love for it. And How about a team that people around here are going to watch? <laughs> that around here they're going to watch from people around here are going to pay attention to that's outside our five people around here don't pay attention to anybody but arkansas that's not true sec give me an sec team you like to emerge that's outside of the top two florida Ah, okay tell me why yeah you like i think think he does a really really nice job the talent has never been an issue down there ever 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 some discipline has been an issue and and being able to get get the guys on the right page and not be thinking nfl and 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 forgetting about the regular season, but but I think they're a team that's always talented. He's shown he can win uh, with really lesser talent, and now he's going to have some really good talent. I think he's a good schemer. We'll see. At first year, it's tough, you know, to get guys to buy into exactly the differences and what they're used to and what you're doing. But I think they're a team that definitely could step up and surprise a lot of people. Uh, now, at the same time, they could crash and burn miserably. But I, but I, I think they're going to be at the end. I'm predicting them to be a top twenty team for sure. What about a team in the top ten you think is overrated? I mean, name name some name some names. A and M, Notre Dame. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I think they're always a little overrated because what are they always? You know, we're we're going to be a playoff team. We're going to be a playoff team, and then you go through and they lose some dumb game like to Iowa State. Watch no it. offense. Some, some offense. <laughs> it wouldn't when, be a bad loss this when year. When I say I'll no offense, I saw Ricky Bobby. You can't yeah. take offense. That's, yeah, that's the rule. It's, it's, it's in the Geneva but Convention. But no, but I, I think uh, Oklahoma is always overrated. You know, yep. and with Lincoln Riley gone and a year going away, it's anxious to see how I'm anxious to see how that's going to turn out. Yep. But I think it's going to be a just a steady downturn. You hang as long as you want to, but uh, I think you're only required to be here for 30 minutes. But I do appreciate Bowen Heffley a lot. I'm really looking forward to having Coach. Once we've got games to analyze, we can talk about some of the, the details for those of us who are sort of rubes when it comes to football, and I'm sure you're going to see some things that we don't. So I'm really curious to get your thoughts on the games through the season. Uh, today is obviously not a good example of that because we don't have any games to talk about just yet, but we're excited about it. We can preview Cincinnati next week. Everybody loves talking football. We're just so jacked that it starts Saturday, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. I will watch Hawaii. And Vanderbilt. I am too. I don't want to watch it, but I'm watching it. Northwestern. 
Yes. I'm yeah, I'm watch. watching that. That's the, that's the breakfast game, and then you get the nightcap. What time are they one. playing? Are they playing at 11? 11.30. Oh, good. I was worried since it's six hours ahead that they'd play at like 8, 8 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the nightcap's like at 9.30, so it's not terrible. All oh, that's day. Not bad. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, real quick, if you could, Rebecca, feel free. Good morning, Joe. I know you probably heard about Lynn Dawson, but yep. that's not why I called. I normally enjoy listening to Coach Kelly, but I have to vehemently <laughs> disagree with him. And She's a I Chiefs totally fan. Agree. I mean, Chiefs on. are in trouble. I mean, you got the Raiders that may be better than the Chiefs. You got the Broncos that could be better. They could. They may finish last. Fourth in the division. Are you kidding me? Tyreek, I'm glad we got rid of Tyreek. He had so many drop balls and balls bounce off his hands. We got. Kill him. Hey, I'm off the corkies. You just take it from here, Rebecca. Kill him. (laughs) Holmes could be the fourth best quarterback in that conference. (laughs) Dak. Come on. Tyreek, please. And he, I'm glad he's gone. Patrick's going to be able to spread the ball around. More people are going to get touches. It's going to be great. I'm glad and he's Russell gone. Wilson, he's old. Are you kidding me? He's we need to mark old. those seconds where she said, I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. Tyreek's gone. That's great. Yeah, good luck. You have the most dynamic playmaker on your team. You don't want him anymore. I'm, I'm not sense. a fan of his, per, you know, uh, off the field, but the God, he can play. Did you not see? He couldn't catch the ball half the time. They would drop passes. That were, he wouldn't even catch the ball. They'd bounce off his hands. Huh. No, come on. He had more yards after the catch last year above what he was supposed to. By analytical than any other receiver in the league. That's good, isn't it? Like he should have got tackled at 12 yards, and he made 25 yards. Yeah, Rebecca, you don't need that. that. No, definitely don't. We're gonna. Hey, I have faith in the Dolphins. Maybe better than the Chiefs. But but I I do love her passion for the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? I love your. I'm with you on that. Two is a train wreck. Although those receivers will make him. Although those receivers will make him a whole lot better. Rebecca, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to finish up here with nobody talking over you. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just I, – I don't see – I think we're – it's going to be tough, tougher this year for us than it has been, but I still see us winning the division. I just I just do. Tyreek was good, but he was always dropping the ball. So, I know a lot of Chiefs fans feel that way. The one I was sad to see go was Tyron Matthew. He's the one I think we're going to miss the most. I, I loved Tyron. He was my favorite player on defense. Y'all have a good day. Rest in peace, Lynn Dawson. Bye-bye. Rest in peace, Lynn Dawson. I don't, I don't know if I can better on, better on the air, but I'd better a lunch that the Chiefs don't win the division. Whoa. Mm. I think I'd take that bet. They are the favorites. Deal. Done. Done. Uh, I've got Russell Wilson. i got Carr. I mean, i got yeah. Herbert. I mean, i got everybody. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill's catch percentage was 70%, which was good for 17th in the league, which is not bad. No, that isn't, especially when he's dynamic once he gets it in his hands. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that uh, – I don't want to talk Especially about at it. a 200 starting receivers in the league. I was going to say about Len Dawson, too. Mm-hmm. That The iconic picture of him smoking a heater during the <laughs> Super Bowl awesome. is so great. <laughs> I awesome. don't encourage smoking. It's super gross. Yeah. But that was funny, and that was the era. I mean, no, it was just, a ton- yeah, yeah. Just shows you where we go. When no I played deal. seventh grade football, the coaches didn't mind smoking. On the I, I bet he did not spend a lot of time in the weight room either as a no. quarterback back then. So crazy.